Zig. And I'm Hannah Hampton, and you're listening to HR After Hours. Well, welcome to HR After Hours Podcast, the only HR podcast that knows what you've been up to lately. You know, you're starting to look a little suspicious. You know what? Maybe you go out, tell your friends about us, help us get some more listeners, and we'll keep our mouths shut. What do you say? I All love right, that's, that. what that's I a thought. great plan. <laughs> hey, the Hampton H Square, talk to me. How the hell are you today? I'm good. Same old, same old. I feel like typically I've like got something to bitch about up front, but I'm good. <laughs> All right. We got How a bitch-free Hannah Hamptons. Is work as crazy for you as it is for most other HR professionals right now, myself included? Oh my gosh. it's It's been crazy. And I feel like every HR professional out there feels our pain. Yeah, just super busy. I will not complain if they need me. Busy means I continue to be employed. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we're all a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but it is nice to feel needed every once in a while. Not needy, needy, needed, but needed. What's funny is, speaking of doing things for crazy pressure and work, we don't send each other as many HR articles or as frequently because it's like that's the last thing we're doing in our free time. We both have our morning rituals and there's certain newsletters and things we read. But neither one of us is going, oh, I wonder what's going on on the uh, HR world. Like our most of our peers not having a lot of extra time. Mm-hmm. But holy cow, you found something that is both interesting, but a little we can make a little light of it today. I think it's more of a threat, I guess. I think it's good. You know, I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. I use it for networking. I use it for recruiting. Uh, I think most professionals or many professionals are on LinkedIn. You know, I've started to follow quite a bit of, I consider them to be HR influencers. And I totally hate that word, but I feel like that's (laughs) the best way to to describe people who are, are heavily, I guess, active on LinkedIn. And I follow a... um person by the name of James Hornick. I think it's really funny on on his LinkedIn uh, profile. It says, number three ranked sarcastic commenter on LinkedIn. So I'm like, you had me at sarcastic commenter. So somebody that I follow, and and a number of weeks back, this is not fresh on their page, but a number of weeks back, James posted something. Have you heard of repressive interviews? It's the new new. He kind of joked and said, it's ghosting as a process. So he goes into, for years, I've said recruiters ghosting candidates is not some nefarious, cruel scheme. It's just a matter of high workload and a lack of organization, which I totally get that. Recruiters, I'll double down and say all people tend to be disorganized. Not everyone, but you know what I mean. People lose track of shit. And when the workload expands, balls get dropped. Well, it is impossible to ghost anyone if you... Simply keep an electronic task list and follow up. Come on, gang. The ghosting equation is simple. High workload plus poor organization equals, and he put the ghost emoji, which I think that's cute. He's like, that's what I thought anyways. And I received this DM from her contact. And I think here's the part that's really interesting. I went on an interview yesterday and had to share something that the hiring manager slash recruiter told me. On my way out, she said, we do repressive interviews. So if we like you and want you to come back for the next stage, we will contact you. If we decide we don't want to move forward, you won't hear from us at all. WTF is that. Have you ever heard of that? 
And James Hornick said, um, what? And he said, I thought I had seen it all. I was wrong. There is no bottom. <laughs> Enjoy your Friday. So repressive interviews is what the recruiter called it. And basically saying, we're going to interview you, but we're not going to call you back if we don't like you. Um, <laughs> Mick, what are your thoughts on this? So I, I'd like to say this is a pause for dramatic effect. Uh, I'm, I'm a little stumped. I'm stupefied because it's, and, and I can tell in the way he wrote it, he was a little like, are you, you fucking with me on this one? Is this a yeah. joke? Yeah. And if you, I went down and read a little bit on the thread and, you know, there was one person that they're like, well, maybe they didn't really, not, I couldn't find anything about repressive interviewing. Maybe they meant progressive, whatever it is. It's, you can call it what, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to have some coffee, discuss the meaning of life, and and then we'll kind of see how your aura works in with ours to come join our, our company. I guess that's a progressive interview. I don't know. It does definitely fall under the what the fuck category, but it doesn't surprise me. And the reason it doesn't surprise me is there's there's several different ways that this could have happened. First off, it could have been really the recruiting coordinator who was doing screens and they just kind of made up that terminology. It doesn't surprise me because there are ways to do this, what this person I think was trying to do in a more, much more professional manner. And what I mean by that is, well, well, first off, what was your reaction when you read this? Because um, I know obviously it got something from you or I wouldn't have received it from you. I think it's terrible. Like, it's one thing. I mean, we've all applied to places and never, you know, you throw your resume out there and you don't hear from places again. It sucks, but it happens. And that's, I feel like expected really. Like, I don't even know if they got my resume or, you know, you know, and you know, they did because typically you get an auto response. Thank you for applying. We will get back to you or whatever. But the fact, if you're actually speaking to that person, you owe them a, we like you or we don't. I mean, to me, I feel like that's, I feel like it is, a cop out. I feel like it is. I I just feel like it's lazy. If you are interviewing someone, they you owe them a response. Either we're moving forward or we're not. It's not hard to have. I mean, let's get real. You can have saved email templates. There's there's templates. I know that my ATS has easy templates. It's like a cl click of like three buttons. It's not hard to give someone a response. So, and I can't imagine that they're interviewing that many people <laughs> where they can't get a response. And I, and especially if you're using an ATS system and maybe they're not, but even if you're not, it's called a template. Back in my early days, I used to be a campus recruiter and I would get hundreds and hundreds of applications. And we always responded to them. We, I mean, we responded to applications. We responded to interview declines. I mean, you, you knew where you stood. And I think this is just, and, and this was years ago. I feel like technology is way better than it was 15, 16, 17 years ago when I was doing this. Technology is way better. So that's not hard to have a canned response. And I know people bitch about canned responses, whatever. I would rather get a canned response telling me I'm not the right candidate than just sit there and wait forever. Now, before I let you respond to that, I want to <laughs> share, share a story. I want to share a, a fun story. This was probably, uh, oh gosh, this is probably 18, probably like 2005. It was a long time ago. I interviewed for a job at this place and it was a really interesting, it was an interesting position. However, during the interview, the person I would report to 
we just didn't vibe and I could feel it. You know, it was one of those things where we just, we didn't vibe. And I knew, um, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to get an offer for the job. I am not kidding you. Like I never, I didn't hear from them for like four months. (laughs) And then four months later, I got a little canned response. We're not moving forward with you. And I literally wanted to respond. Well, no shit. You know, I feel like if they were moving forward with me, I probably would have learned Um, you know, I would have learned months and months earlier, but you know what? I have to give them props where they at least, I, you know, I'm sure that they dropped the ball and they're like, oh shit, we never got back to her and decided to, to do, you know, close, close the loop, which I respect and appreciate that. And I'll just, we'll save this for another podcast because they drug tested me at the interview, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. And I did pass. Like, that wasn't the reason that I didn't get the job. Well, here's what I think on that line. If I had received something four months after I had actually met them, I would have responded with, wow, I am really surprised to receive this email. I just (laughs) assumed that I was automatically moving to the last round, and I, you were just waiting for the other candidates to catch up with me, and then we were going to do my next interview. I have not been looking at all. Holy cow, I don't know what to do. How... How could you not tell me this earlier? What was really funny is I was like deep into this, into my, my new job at the time, you know, months in. And I, I had, I loved the job that I'd gotten. And I just, I remember I laughed at it, but thinking it was one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I know. And I'm exactly where I need to be. Cause I, I got the job that I really, really wanted. Let's get back to the, to the topic. I just think it's lazy and I'm a department of one. I handle everything HR related, including recruiting. And I certainly circle back to every single candidate that we interview, letting them know one way or another. I just find it to be lazy. That's my two cents. Now, I just gave you a lot of information. What are your thoughts? (laughs) Oh, my God. You just used the like your total scripted close of the interview. So I know I gave you a lot of information. What are your thoughts? Someone's been interviewing lately there, Hannah. Don't. Ah, so so lo- there, that's an inside joke, folks. But anyway, it, it's beyond lazy because it's not even lazy in an intelligent way. And that's where I was starting to go. And I just decided to stop and let you rant first. I do feel like you and I both have very strong opinions about this. And there aren't enough differences, even in the details that we're really going to go back and forth on it much. It's almost like I may try to come up with a couple things just to grind your gears a little bit. I mean, it's beyond lazy because it you can be lazy and still be professionally lazy, right? If you wanted to be professionally lazy, instead of saying we do quote unquote repressive interviews, still not sure what that is. R- reminds me of like criminal minds when they walk me through the murder site or something and they try to go, what do you smell in the air? What do you see? That's a fucking repressive interview, you jackass. All this is doing is basically saying, if you don't hear from us, you didn't get the job. That to me represents your department poorly, the brand poorly, whatever, wherever you work poorly. I mean, it's beyond the bare minimum. It's just the we don't give a shit statement right there. If you want to cover your bases in a lazy yet still professional way, you there's two you can say, all right, well, we're, we've got uh, quite a few more interviews over the next two days. We will be contacting those that we're going to move forward to the next round with by Wednesday. Right. Or you just pick a day. So that way, that is the polite way of being lazy and saying, if you don't hear from us, we're not moving forward, not making but up I would the still, terminology. 
I know, and I would still get that. And a lot of people commented on this, on this, like that they made made up the repressive interview thing. This is brought up in some of the comments because the comments are a lot of fun to read because everyone's like, "What the hell?" I mean, if you turn the tables, uh, <laughs> and I'm thinking of The Office when you know Michael Scott gets that saying wrong. But if you turn the tables, what if you offered an a candidate a position and they responded, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time to think about it." If you don't hear from me, I'm not taking the job. Like, you would think that candidate was a piece of shit, you know? And I apologize for, I cussed a lot in this, but it's just, that's kind of where I am. But flip it around. If a candidate said that to you, you would be like, you're, you're crazy. And you would stop the whole process and not take them seriously as a candidate. So I feel like you're burning a lot of bridges as an employer. Sometimes they know is a not right now. I mean... You know, I know people who have dream companies, dream jobs, and they'll apply multiple times. Why burn a bridge by being a lazy piece of shit? That's just recruiting item one is just the golden rule. You mm-hmm. know, treat the candidate the way you would want to be treated. Show them the type of respect, professionalism, enthusiasm. You know, there's nothing worse than t- interviewing with someone, reading their body language or the way they their tone and getting the we're just doing this because we have to, you know, or oh, I've already made a decision or you're definitely not the right person. I mean, no matter what, you owe the common courtesy of the individual who's made time for you. You need you need should be beyond polite. You definitely should worry about burning bridges. You should mm-hmm. still share your enthusiasm about your company in the interviewing process. So I don't think that any of these things could have been accomplished if in the same format this person closed with the if you don't hear from us, it means we're not interested bit. I, I, I've I've worked with hiring managers that weren't the most polished when it came mm-hmm. to how they interviewed. And I've always said, I've, I've taught them some like emergency outs, right? And so I have told hiring managers, listen, if in the interview, you know, you're not moving forward with this person and you don't know how to say that, you know, A, I'm going to take care of it. But if you want to close with anyone that I'm going to move forward with, will hear from me by, and I, and, and I tell them to make it like two business days or less mm-hmm. that way, you know, so you don't have to worry about follow-up. So if you know you're not going to move forward with someone, and this is as a hiring manager or interviewer, not a, re- a recruiter or HR manager, you can at least teach them to say, all right, well, I know I've got a few more interviews. I've talked to some great people. I love your your resume and your history. If we're going to move this to the next round, you'll hear from one of us by Monday. Mm-hmm. Still kind of a, a douchebag, lazy way to get out, but professional lets them know, hey, if you don't hear back from Monday, you're out. But I think that's something you can train people that you're worried about Mm -hmm. their interviewing ability. I still don't think anyone that does this for a living should even close with that. Now, that's an emergency exit, though, right? We've had those candidates you can't get off the phone with. Yeah, yeah. But I I just I still feel like in this day and age with I mean, in any day and age, I don't even think technology should be the key here. You should close the loop. I'm like, we're all human beings. We all have time we all you know we're all we all have the same 24 hours in the day we all have you know important things in our lives and I just think it's rude and I think it's it's it just truly I feel like it it shows that you feel that your time and your life is more important than the inner the candidates and um I don't know I just I it really when I read that it really just 
kind of blew me away that that a company would be okay with that. And also, let's, you know, I talked about burning bridges, but also even if you did you were one of the people that they wanted to move forward with, I don't think I would want to work for a company that company that that has that kind of culture. I mean, to me that that kind of culture to me lacks transparency. Uh, if you're not going to tell me if I'm a good candidate or you know or I'm not moving on, what are some other things you're not going to tell me? Are you going to not give me uh, feedback to help me be a better employee? You know, you're, am I not going to get reviews because we don't have time for this? I just, to me, uh, it, 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 there's a lot, it, it doesn't paint the picture of a great company to work for. So I even think if I was their top candidate, I'd second guess that. I'd second, I would take a second uh, thought at, is this the type of company I would want to work for? Yeah, absolutely. And if someone close, if they're closing all their interviews with this, mm -hmm. then definitely not. Because I, if I'm all in and then you really like me, but you still close the same way. But if I, I would imagine, and this is maybe giving someone more of the benefit of the doubt than they deserve, that they would say different things at the end of an interview of someone they like, but they may not, right? They may just be doing a, a scripted with zero personality involved and individualism type of interview. And then they're reading that at close. That's an even worse thing. So yep. there's, no, there's no way to positively spin this other than just saying, I just really hope this was someone that was helping out at a, a career fair and they were just not really trained right and that this isn't even part of the culture i'm i'm really gonna like wish and shoot for the fences on that one here and it just it doesn't say it just says i went on an inter interview yesterday i feel like it's kind of a stretch to say it was at a career fair and it's somebody i mean i appreciate that you're trying to get i'm trying man the I'm trying. But you know what I hope I'm they're trying listening. to just think that there's no one listening. out there no, no, i hope man. they're listening and i will tell that person this is lame. What the hell? You suck. <laughs> yeah, kind of a fucktastrophe, if we're going to be honest. I yeah. mean, it's just really terrible. And we don't even know what kind of company it is. I mean, what if it's a company that sells a product? That's why I always made sure that all of my ca my candidates felt good about the way things ended, was I still wanted them to believe in my, my company and what it did in <laughs> case they were going to be a, a future consumer as the recruiter and HR manager, you're like the representation of the brand other than what marketing puts out that puts out there. I just feel like we're the face of something and that our job is to not only create that great culture and represent that culture. I would never work for a company that I wouldn't either use their product or dine at their restaurant. You know, and I, I want to say something to the listeners. I've heard Mick say this. So many I've known I've known Mick for many years and, and this is a true statement because I've heard Mick say it before. It's something that, that he's very passionate about. So I will say this is not lip service. Mick is very this is important to Mick. Yeah. So if I if I'm working for a company and I'm representing that company and I want to make it better by hiring the right people, or I want other people to know what a great company we have, even if they're not a fit for us, mm -hmm. I want them to feel good about the interview and feel better about the company. And I've done that before. I've had people say, I've never dined at that restaurant. Now I'll go there. Or I've never shopped online on your website. Now I'll do it. Whatever it was. And that's important. That makes me feel like even I could have a career fair where I don't get a candidate, 
but I know I've educated some other people on our company or products or whatever and felt good that my day wasn't a waste. And I've told DMs and regionals that I've been like, yeah, no, I didn't find what I wanted, but I guarantee you we have some new customers, clients, whatever. This is beyond lazy. This is just, I don't give a shit. Basically Mm -hmm. you're not going to hear from me. Our company really doesn't fucking care about what we do or who you are. I'd love to know what company this is. I would imagine. I know. Me too. I'm shocked uh, if this didn't perfectly represent that company. Because when you hear stories like this, and then later you find out who it is, typically you're like, yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. And and this story really it just really rubbed me the wrong way cuz again with the with email, with texting, with all of the really easy ways to communicate. And I get it like if you've ever had to call and turn down candidates via phone and I've had I've had a job where we we promised phone calls after final rounds because we felt they spent so much time with us. They deserve a conversation. And it's it's really hard, especially if somebody made it to the final round. They're really excited. But, I mean, all you got to do, to make it a little easier, sending an email or a text to somebody saying, hey, you know, thank you for your time. We're moving forward with other candidates. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. It's just that easy. I don't understand why somebody would do this. And, and you know, it's great. I'm, I, I like it because it's turned into a great topic for us to discuss and for me to to be a little like crazy here, but geez, there's so many easy ways to communicate a turn down message. So let's, you know what? Let's do that real quick. Cause mm-hmm. we would say come with the solution, not the problem. First off, if you have an applicant tracking system, which I mm-hmm. imagine, let's say at least half uh, probably utilize, you should have no thank you emails attached to your different stages. So you rejected oh, yeah. the stage, they should get one. What I would imagine is like the half-assed version of it, if you're not really running your ATS right, and even the job boards, some of the job boards have this now, why I think you got that four month later email is you can put it on a rec, whether it's in an applicant tracking system or through the job boards, that when the rec is closed, everyone that's still active in the rec gets a no thank you email. So those are, I mean, that's a, if you have an ATS, if you don't have an ATS, you just seriously, you just put together some templates, have uh, a library of templates, library of templates, and then you just copy and paste uh, the and same. You know, no, most, thank you to everyone. most email you know, systems, if it's Gmail, if it's Outlook, whatever, you're able to also save templates in there and have you know, again, have it ready to go. So it's even easier than cutting and pasting. It's just, okay, I'm going to open up my templates. I'm going to select the right template for this situation. I'm going to pop in the person's name and email address. I'll make any tweaks necessary. But again, the whole point of a template is to make it easy. So maybe there are no tweaks, but seriously, folks. uh, And then there's mail merge and mail merge is another easy way to Get things out. So technology is there to help you, even if you don't have an ATS system. But let's yeah, get you real. don't like, need the ATS anymore. That's, I, five yeah. years ago, this maybe you could have used ATS technology as an excuse, or my company won't buy me one. But all the free email providers, all of the sites have the mm-hmm. little tutorials in them now. Google has some great tutorials. 
there's no reason not to figure out what you need. There's no stage one, do I need this? Yes, the answer is yes. You need something, whether it's Mm -hmm. through your ATS, your emails, et cetera, or your own manual templates, if you're as old as I am, whatever it is, I use the (laughs) ATS. But I still have manual templates that I use too sometimes. But I mean, there's no excuse and it's just, it's, it's poor representation, it's laziness, if you're still, if you're doing this type of stuff, we can honestly tell you you're in the bottom 10% uh, percentile. Okay. Can I, can I share, can I share so. just a fun little memory? And this yeah, is back. Share it. Let's close so, with that. that okay. A fun memory. So I'm, I'm not that old, but I'm a Gen Xer. So I'll just say that. However, I remember, so when I was graduating from college and I'm not going to say what year it is. Cause I don't need anybody trying to figure out my birth date to steal my identity. But anyways, (laughs) when I was graduating college, I was applying to a bunch of of jobs, you know, within my area that I studied. And I'll never forget, I applied to one and I don't remember if I mailed in a resume or how I applied, but I received a rejection via a postcard. And, you know, I, I think that, and I'm laughing at it now. I remember being really upset, like, oh, this, and but you know what I'm like uh this is pre ever I guess everyone having email I mean I did have an email at that time I know for sure but I mean maybe it was just a way that they uh they did their their closing the loop but I got a rejection postcard not a letter but a postcard <laughs> so so true story my first recruiting position, my first regional recruiting position. I thought position. you were going to say that you sent me the postcard. Just kidding. <laughs> but my first regional recruiting manager position, I had those postcards at the end of every hiring event, you know, off-site or even if I was doing on-site interviews, I packed as many postcards as I had interviews scheduled before I left the interviewing site. Anyone that I interviewed that day that I wasn't moving forward to the next step, I filled out the postcards and put them at the nearest uh, mailbox, whether it was in that building or the closest external one. All my rejection postcards were mailed by the end of the day on the day I interviewed. So you know what? If you close the loop some way, if it's an email, if it's a letter, if it's a postcard, people close that loop. That's right. So even back in the day, when Mick Danzig started recruiting and did his no offer letters via carrier pigeon, he always took that the step. Pony Express. <laughs> that's what a good recruiter does. Yeah. Hannah Hampton, H squared. Always a pleasure speaking with you. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. <laughs>